Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about body image. Who would want this? You know, body image involves really pretty much two key elements. Uh, the mental picture of one's physical body is one, like your, your, your size, your shape, your appearance. And then there's the attitude towards the physical self, such as thoughts, feelings, and beliefs about your body. And by the way, attitude can be your greatest handicap. You know, body image can be influenced by a whole bunch of social factors, such as culture, the media, interactions with family and friends. It often adapts to reflect new information, people, and experiences. So a new or unhealthy body image can contribute to your low self-esteem. It can cause persistent anxiety. And in a lot of cases, it can interfere with the daily well-being. And it's sometimes not a bad idea to get some professional help so you can explore and address your concerns. You know, there's a thing called body dysphoric disorder. And that means you have a, a warped view of your own body. Most people have experienced the desire to modify some aspect of their, their appearance. They may dislike the color of their hair, the size of their nose, or the presence of a scar. But in many cases, they've perceived a lot of imperfections that, um, don't, that do create some anxiety and have an impact on a person's overall sense of individualization. And, and they these people have trouble accepting their bodies without dwelling on the flaws and the perceived flaws that can be said to have generally positive. You know, some people have a positive body image, but a lot of people dwell on only the negative about their bodies. And, and a healthy body image means you're comfortable with the body you have. It doesn't mean you think your body is perfect. Rather, you accept that and you commit to, to loving and caring for it. Some people say it's like running a business. If you can run your, your body like you run a business, you'd probably do a pretty good job. You know, a negative, unhealthy body image, however, involves a preoccupation with your perceived flaws. And people may experience shame or disgust around the appearance. And some may go to unusual lengths to alter or hide their bodies, even at the expense of their own well-being. You know, body image, really, if you think about it, it's not typically something neatly categorized into one or two boxes. It's generally experienced uh, along a huge continuum of life where your body evolves and changes. It just changes constantly. And, and we have to keep up with that. And it's really hard to keep it as you did when you're younger. If you have this image of what you look like when you're younger compared to what you look like when you're, let's say, 60 years old like me, your body is not nearly as fluid as it was and in shape and capable of being in shape as it once was. Yes, we can get there. Yes, we can make it look better. Yes, there's a lot of things that can be done. However, to get back to a youthful body, no, you're going to have to have the body in whatever shape it is at the age you're at, you know, and if you can accept where you're at with your body, that's a place to start working where you're at. 
not where you want to be, but where you're at. That's what you got to start and then have an image of where you want it to be. And hopefully, instead of worrying about every how everybody sees you, your goal is to be healthy. That's the most important thing because how other people perceive you can make you go radically different into very radical, crazy uh, things that you do to yourself in order to meet what you believe other people want you to look like. You know, um, it's it, it's it's really like television and advertisements, Instagram influencers, YouTube and other media all have a powerful impact on how people regard their bodies. And And you only have to turn on the TV for about five minutes to hear the message that we look a certain way. Uh, we, too, can have a stellar-looking partner hanging off our arm and that perfect dream job. Well, no, it's not always that way. Now, what's really good is visual media like television and movies are now beginning to understand that people come in all shapes and sizes, and they are actually adapting to that and not creating this model image of what people should be, which caused enormous amounts of guilt and shame in people. You know, uh, we we also uh, have to we buy advertised shampoo. So we're influenced by that to get the right hair. We attain the correct weight. We, you know, we are influenced by our environment. We are influenced by everything around us, including the people around us. You know, and, and and what's really important is the messages can be harmful because the standards of physical attractiveness portrayed by the media may not be attainable by everyone. And a person can dye their hair or attain more toned physique at the gym, yet other characteristics such as facial structure or height might be more difficult to change. And so costly procedures may require that in order to fix it. And so you have to think about this. You know, do you have the time to spend all your time in the gym? Well, if you work, you probably don't. But if you're an actor and that's what you're paid to do, I guess you might. So you you have to understand that people are using that use their body, use their talents as a means to make money are oftentimes have to set time aside to take care of themselves, take care of their diet, take care of, of their exercise take care of everything it's including their their image which includes their clothing and everything else and you also research has linked a social media to use the body dissatisfaction all across all cultures and genders you know if you turn on facebook uh, all you see is a ton of uh, uh posts where people are posting what you looked like before and what you look like after well guess what that does it makes everybody feel fat and ridiculous and out of shape and oh i could take wigovi or something like that or get some kind of bariatric surgery and i can fix everything and look just like that wonderful looking person who used to be very very overweight you know there's a lot of influence from that and our kids are in this kind of media and do you really want them to absorb that kind of stuff you know you have to understand the, the media platforms don't cause poor body image. Instead, they influence people by comparative looks on what you can be and what you were. 
you know, and, and there's all kinds of damage that's done from that. So most individuals see their friends, most uh, flattering photos on social media because that's their persona. That's what they're putting up there. But all of us know that underneath all that crap is a bunch of crap, it is a bunch of horrible things and problems and unpaid bills and loss of jobs and all kinds of, of difficult things, divorce and and it's just crazy. But we put on a persona in, into the Facebook. Or into anything, Instagram or TikTok or whatever that you're into, you know, and there's also um, an understanding that people filter their appearance on social media. So they will shape themselves through uh, social media. They will actually uh, use like Photoshop or whatever to adapt them, their body to something that they feel is pleasing to other people. You know, around 80% of people in America are dissatisfied with their bodies, and rightly so. If you leave this country and go to other countries, we're like the fattest people in the world. I mean, you can spot an American just about anywhere in the world because we are so hefty. You know, women tend to report greater concern about facial features, weight, body shape, breasts, thighs, butts. You know, women are less at risk of body image issues than their heterosexual peers you know, meanwhile, 30% have low body image, and there's generally more concern about height, muscle definition, signs of thinning hair. Gay and bisexual men are three times more likely than straight men to have body image issues. You know, although the media often places more emphasis on the ideal female form, an increasing number of ads and images also feature what is considered an ideal male physique. Interestingly, this heightened focus on standards of male attractiveness coincides with an increase in the number of men who experience negative body image. Surprise, surprise. Men have also adopted, uh, opted to modify their features with cosmetic surgery in greater numbers than they have in the past. You know, children can even start developing poor body image as young as six years old. And yeah, transgender people are loving that because they're going to shove down our throats the idea that uh, our 14-year-old children can go to a safe house without parental permission and start their treatment to transition. That's a law in Washington state, by the way. You know, it's really ridiculous that we are so crazy about body images, you know, and, and, and guess what? Guess what? A lot of this encouragement of transgender stuff comes from is the dislike of our own body image reflected in our family and how we perceive ourselves in our home. And guess what? The kids pick up on that and then they start questioning their own bodies. You know, it, it goes from generation to generation. You know, men can experience age related insecurities just as much as women. And an individual's body image seems to, to stay relatively stable during the adult years. However, the focus of worries may shift over time. So we have to understand our body is a continuum. It is a process. It's not an outcome. You can influence and, and change it at any time. And so if you're unhappy with your body, you just have to decide on what course of action you're going to take to try to fix it. Body image and self-esteem, and this is the mental health component, you know, are related, and but they're very distinct concepts. Body image describes your attitude towards a single aspect of yourself, namely the physical body. Self-esteem relates to your view of self as a whole. So self-esteem involves an evaluation of your overall worth. 
and is generally not limited to your physical body. Nevertheless, the way people think and feel about their bodies is often strongly connected to their overall view of themselves. And we have to understand, you know, if we're going to fill our life with fat talk and old talk, we are talking about unhealthy self. Unhealthy self does not live as long as healthy self in general. So we have to understand that some people live what's called a suicidal life. And what they do is they destroy their body over time and it eventually gives out and they die. But it's no specific time. They just kill themselves slowly by their diet, by their drinking, by their drugs, by their addictions, whatever it is, fast food, whatever it is that they're addicted to, that will eventually kill them. And you witness that over time watching them. And yes, our children often witness parents who live suicidal lives. They smoke, they do all kinds of stupid stuff in front of them. And uh, as they do that, they slowly degenerate and die. You know, there's a whole bunch of studies conducted across a whole bunch of age groups that have consistently demonstrated that higher self-esteem is linked to a more positive body image. So yes, if you want to raise your self-esteem and if you are so body conscious, take it serious. Take the time to actually fix it. Actually work on your body. And there, we're going to talk about later on a number of ways that you can change your body image. You know, despite the strong association between self-esteem and body image, a decline in your body image does not necessarily produce a change in your self-esteem. But to the extent which your self-esteem is built on uh, that physical body, that may cause a problem. For instance, if you have a talent, if you have a skill that you have refined, something that you're really, really, really good at that people seek you out for, your body image is not nearly as important as it is if you actually are working for other people. You don't have much education. You don't have a strong skill set. And so your body is going to be the tool that you use to get things done. You know, and, and if you're struggling with the body image and you have very little skills, you're going to be struggling. You're going to struggle. And it's really important to get compassionate support because you can fix it. You can always fix it. You know, it's a really, you know, with therapy, it's confidential. And so you can talk in therapy about your body image and hopefully uh, you'll get some sense of compassion and comfort and some sense of direction as to how to take care of yourself. You know, what you think you look like is your body image. It's a mental representation of your person. And it may or not bear any relation to how you actually appear, but the body image is subject to all kinds of distortions from your attitudes of your parents, your early childhood experiences, internal ailments like emotions or moods or other factors, even trauma. You know, sexual trauma often causes major weight gain later on in life because you want to be not as attractive as you once were so that you will not be traumatized again sexually. Is that a surprise? No, we all know that, but it can create a lot of damage to a person's self-esteem, especially if you've been used as an object, a sexual object. You know, it's very sad, but there are people in this world that actually do this to children, and we all know that. Poor audio, you know, poor body image can affect a person in a whole lot of ways. It can affect your performance in academics, in your profession, in your relationship satisfaction, overall quality of life. So when a person zeroes in on a specific area like the nose or the breasts or the legs, in reality, 
that that perceived flaw is not even noticeable to most people. They just accept the fact that we all have parts of us that are attractive and parts that aren't attractive. You know, people who suffer from severe levels of disorder uh, obsess over a flaw to the point of dysfunction. And they make that so important that oftentimes they seek some kind of medical uh, remedy to fix it. You know, body dysfunction, dissatisfaction could be minor, you know, uh, you know, too bad my nose is so big, you know, it could be worse. You know, I hit everything about my body. Now you think like that. And once you start thinking like that, about the, your flaw, your mind runs in the distraction and it turns it into more than what it is. And it gets in the way of your ability to actually acknowledge pain in other people, to have compassion for other people, and oftentimes to do what's right. Many people after COVID gained a ton of weight. And guess what? Now they don't want to leave their house. They don't want to go back to work because they don't want people to see how fat they are and how out of shape they are. They're ashamed of themselves. So they pull themselves away from being out in public. Sadly, this is what's going on these days. You know, even young children can display a whole bunch of concern about body weight. But fortunately, many children outgrow these worries because their body evolves and changes over time. What was once a pudgy little kid may turn into a really tall, skinny guy or girl. And so guess what? Our bodies do change, especially when we're younger. You know, a distorted perspective can be very real for people, especially in the teenage years through adulthood. And with more uh, girls, oftentimes, than boys. And so we have to re really understand that thoughts and opinions about your body can start forming at like three years old. And often this is a direct result of a parent's uh, relationship with their own bodies. And how a parent sees themselves is influential and can mold a child's ideas about their own body. You know, a, a person's body image strongly influences their behavior and preoccupation with the body uh, is found to be widespread among women as and, and gay people. And yes, uh, transgender and, and all kinds of people. But, you know, men have the same problem, too. But but the deal is it's more prevalent in those particular areas of life, you know. So we're going to take another a quick break, and then we're going to come back, talk more about the body image, and then we're going to try to be constructive. We want to go into how it affects mental health and then how to solve it. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, 
it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. Consider everything that your body does for you. We're talking about body images. And you want to thank the different parts of your body that serve you so well. You know, do your arms let you hold the people you love? Do your legs let you take on walks to beautiful places? Do your hands help you exercise, express yourself? You know, write your body a letter of gratitude for the ways that it has served you throughout your life. That is one way to change your body image. And also to put your body image back in perspective, A lot of people suggest that you curb the use of social media platforms where visitors are constantly reminded of the outsized value placed in looks and image. It's horribly advised. Also, if you if you uh, are taking selfies and you don't like your body image, don't don't take selfies until you're ready to present yourself. You know, encourage, you know, you want to encourage yourself to talk to a friend about how you feel and discourage the negative talk that shames you uh, about your body and weight. If you have a friend, do the same for them. You know, do the same for them and engage in positive activities together, eating healthy, working out as friends. You know, people who harbor a negative view of their bodies have chronic and bleak obsessive thoughts about the way they look. And here's some some ideas or, or indicators that a person has problems. They focus excessively on tension on a minor flaw in their appearance. They view themselves as unattractive, even ugly. They fear other people can see the so-called deformity. Uh, they may be a perfectionist. Of course, they probably are. They also avoid social engagements. They constantly groom and look at themselves in the mirror. They constantly hide the perceived flaw with makeup or clothes. And they constantly compare their appearance with other people. We are not meant to live comparatively. We are our own own person we don't need to be comparing ourselves to others we also pursue excess uh, uh needs of assurance you know do i look fat in this you know whatever you know uh, they're just never satisfied with their appearance and that is an indicator that someone has a poor body image and an issue with their body image you know the next time you walk past the mirror take a second to stop and look at yourself. Whatever version you see in the reflection is your body image. And these thoughts and feelings can either be positive or negative. So while a whole bunch of people are proud of how they look, there's a a whole fraction of others who have issues with their version of themselves. And these negative views can have an impact on both your physical and mental health. 
and, and you know, there's there's a lot of things about our body image, the aspects of our body image that we need to come to grips with. You know, there is the perceptual. And this is what you see in terms of your body image. Perception isn't always reality. It is our reality, but it's not the reality. What you perceive and what others can see is totally different. For example, you may think you're overweight when, when you're actually thin. Also, there's an effective part of our body image. And this is how you feel about your body image. You may be happy about a certain aspects of your body, yet dislike other parts of your body. Also, there's the, the cognitive, the thought process. And this is how you think about your body. You know, the constant criticism, preoccupied thoughts tend to arise due to the aspect of body image. For example, you may think you'd be more popular and had more successful dating life if you were thinner and had more muscles. Also, then there's our behavior. And this is how you act in regarding your body image. People unhappy with their body may choose to work out more, try try a restricted diet, undergo cosmetic procedures. But, you know, it's not black and white. Body image is not that. There, there's a, a gray area involved. But people tend to fall under the body acceptance category of black or white. And that is the problem. There's either acceptance or dissatisfaction. And if you're a perfectionist, you'll never be satisfied, no matter how well you are in shape. You know, learning to accept your body for what it is, the act of acceptance means you respect and understand your body, knowing you may both struggle with it and celebrate at times. You know, there's also body acceptance. And there's, there's parts of that. There's types of body acceptance that are very, very important. Like body positivity. People who practice body positivity have an unconditional love for their body, no matter how they look or feel. Comfortable and confident are the key pillars. Think about it. Your body is your home. Don't you want your home to be beautiful? Well, look at your body and make it beautiful to you. Because what may be home to one person may not be home to another person. Also, body neutrality. You know, this is a neutral point of view. It doesn't overemphasize positivity, yet it doesn't focus on all the judgments. And that's not necessarily an unhealthy place to land. Also, there's body liberation. And instead of being a, a positive all the time, body liberation promotes autonomy and diversity among body shapes and sizes. By comparison, body dissatisfaction is also called, called body, a negative body image. And it involves negative thoughts and feelings associated with your body image. And this satisfaction is a distorted view of how you look or feel you look. You know, uh, unfortunately, negative thoughts and feelings tend to start at an early age, and we anticipate it's going to get worse. And so we spend a lot of time suffering over uh, what we believe our body image is. And it's sad. Children are more likely to have body image issues if they're bullied at school or their parents or they grow up in a household where weight is an issue, especially after COVID, where they had to sit in front of a screen and never exercise their whole life for at least two years. Thank you for student the teacher unions. Bless your hearts. Um, you know the bottom line is is that we all have to understand that uh, we our body image as children carries on into our adult life, and so it's very important that we reassure our children and teach them good diets and teach them how to take care of themselves. You know, uh, also issues with your body don't start and end with physical appearance. The mental aspect 
is really important. And having a poor body image creates a toxic environment for your brain. It, it's, it's just toxic because it creates things like anxiety, body dysphoria, depression, eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia, feelings of shame and guilt, financial strain because it costs a lot of money to eat a lot of food. Also, guilt, negative self-talk, poor self-esteem, preoccupation with weight and body type. You know, these, these things cause problems in our life. And if you want to have a battle with what you think your body should look like compared to what it looks like now, um, that battle you need to take serious but be very hopeful and faith that you are going to change it. If you want to change it, get the image in your mind of what you want and move towards that. But understand, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be what it is and what you have time to create. You know, some people with body image issues may have body dysphoric disorder. And this is a health, mental health condition. And it stems from preoccupied thoughts about your appearance. And so although, you know, it, it's about uh, the diagnosis is about 1.5 to 3% of the population. The truth is it's probably 50% of the population, if not more. Uh, it's just people don't get the diagnosis over time. But that's what it is. And it causes people to obsess about how they look to the point where it takes them hours to get ready. Their outfit may not be perfect. Their makeup doesn't look right. They may also become addicted to cosmetic procedures or enhance their appearance. And so the poor body image increases your risk for depression and anxiety. And so feelings of shame and unhappiness arise from negative images of yourself. Constantly pointing out the flaws increases anxious thoughts and depressive feelings. It's hopelessness. You're selling hopelessness about yourself when you project a negative body image in your social relationships. And the relationships between your body image, anxiety, and depression is cyclical also in nature so people with negative body image may suffer from depression whereas people with depression may suffer from body image issues and it's often hard to distinguish where the problem is is it with the body or the mind and it's amazing how people's attitudes change when their body changes many people get mentally more healthy when they take care of their body and focus on their health that doesn't mean they turn into this muscle mass. What it does mean is they're taking care of themselves. And that's a great thing. You know, ever since marketing and advertising became mainstream, the idea that women have to be thin and men have to be muscular is ingrained in our minds. And these views have been magnified during the last decade with the rise of social media. So it's not so much that we're seeing it as much on television, but we're just seeing it in social media in our home. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you know, they always got these catchy photos or their videos that grab your attention. You know, the content on social media paints a false picture and depicts an inaccurate representation of how people actually look or how they should look. You know, it's important to remember the photos and messages aren't reality look no further than face filters that can be used to enhance your skin remove blemishes plump up your lips if you've received a cosmetic procedure you know as people constantly view their images the more they view it becomes their reality 
So the exposure taps into this vulnerable side of people, and not only does it result in cases of a negative image of your body, but it also increases the likelihood people undergo procedures to change their appearance. So how to improve your body image? Here we go. If you want to improve your body image, you identify the triggers of your negative thoughts and feelings. For example, feelings of guilt should be explored to find the source. Once identified, you can learn from your experiences by allowing compassion and gratitude instead of being critical. You also want to try not to compare yourself to other people. It may take time and effort, but it's important to learn to appreciate your body for what it truly is and not what it can or should be. If we're doing the shoulds and the musts, it should be like this or it must be like that. You're shooting all over yourself or you're masturbating. Don't do that. People with positive outlook tend to view themselves in a more positive way and free of judgment. Also, if you want to improve your body image, it's not as simple as losing and gaining weight. It is still possible for people to be unhappy with how they look if, they, if they're thin. The more important part is to promote a healthy lifestyle instead of obsessing over a certain number on the scale, a weight scale. You know, while, while it may be hard to get over the physical nature of your body, know that one aspect doesn't define who you are as a person. There is no such thing as a perfect face, the perfect complexion, perfect height, perfect weight, perfect body. You know, we come in different packages, folks. That's the way it is. What is more important is that you have a beautiful attitude and a beautiful personality, and you are willing to help others where their help is needed. And that is a beautiful thing. It also can help to limit media consumption, especially social media. As many body image triggers occur from looking at edited images of men and women, in some cases, unfollowing certain celebrities or personalities or influences on social media can help avoid the triggers. So let's talk about how to lose weight and gain weight. You know, changes to diet and lifestyle can help you lose weight. But losing 10 pounds in one month may not be a healthy target for everybody, especially if you have health issues. So weight loss is different for everybody. But, but there's a lot of things that we can do to make our life more healthy. Number one, if you want to lose weight, try cardio. Cardio, by the way, if you do 20 minutes of a brisk walk, that is 65% of an antidepressant. 65% is a brisk 20-minute walk nonstop. So aerobic exercise, also known as cardio, is a type of physical activity that increases your heart rate to burn more calories and strengthen your heart and lungs. You know, there's an old study from 2013, uh, Trust, uh, Trust Resource, uh, found that overweight adults burning 400 to 600 calories per aerobic uh, exercise session five days a week for 10 months result in clinically significant weight loss. And, and, and current guidelines uh, recommend doing 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic exercise or 70 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic exercise per week. Not bad. Can you make an appointment to do that? Absolutely. Do you have to decide when you feel like it or can you actually do it and check in with how you feel after? Because if you're depressed, you're going to wait until you feel like it. And guess what? You'll never feel like it. So walking, jogging, boxing, biking, swimming, 
are just a few forms of cardio that can help you burn calories and support weight loss. And guess what? You can listen to books. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to music. You can listen to all kinds of things. You can even watch things if you get like a Peloton. You can actually put a, put something that you exercise on in front of a TV and watch your favorite show. Watch your favorite show or your favorite movie or whatever. But the thing is, you can still interact with life while you're exercising. Wow. That's wonderful. Also, you need to eat fewer refined carbs. We are surrounded by carbs. Cutting down on nutrient-poor refined carbs can improve the quality of your diet and weight loss. Refined carbs are those that are stripped of their nutrients and fiber content during processing, such as white bread, such as Doritos. You know, let's think about it. <laughs> carbs like, like uh, pasta can really do you in. And so refined carbs are really high calories and low in nutrients. So your body absorbs them quickly into your bloodstream, which can lead to blood sugar spikes and increased hunger. Yes, pasta can make you more hungry. Doritos can make you more hungry. You know, salted and white cheddar popcorn can make you more hungry. They are depleted of the things that you need. So we need to really measure that stuff. We need to get a lot of protein in our body. We need to get a lot of vegetables in our body. We need to actually get a lot of fiber into our body. You know, the best results is replace the carbs like white bread, uh, breakfast cereals, and heavily processed packaged foods with whole grain products like quinoa or oats or brown rice or barley. Yes, you can actually like that stuff. Believe it or not, there's wonderful recipes to help you enhance those things and make them even better. You know, refined carbs are low on nutrients and they cause these spikes and these crashes in our blood sugar. And the higher intake of refined carbs may be linked to higher body weight and increased belly fat, especially at night. Night snacking is America and the world's worst enemy. All right, come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about how to, not a little bit, we're going to talk a lot more about how to lose weight or gain weight and how to take care of ourselves about body image. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about body image. You know, it is summertime right now. And, you know, you have to wonder who is going to want this body the way it looks like now. You know, to lose weight, you need to use more calories than you consume, either by decreasing your calorie intake or by increasing your daily physical activity. Surprise, surprise. You know, a modern active adult male needs around 2,400 calories per day. And a moderately active female needs 1,800 calories per day to provide enough energy for their body's needs while maintaining a steady weight. So counting calories can keep you accountable and increase your awareness of how your diet may impact your weight loss. You know, uh, the, the, about in 2014, looked at data over 16,000 people, and it concluded that weight loss regimens that incorporated calorie counting result in an average of 7.3 pounds more weight loss per year than those that didn't. However, cutting calories alone is not always a sustainable strategy for long-term weight loss. So you'll likely need to pair it with other diet and lifestyle modifications. You know, not all carbs are the same also. Whole, whole grains can be high in calories, but they also provide fiber and other essential nutrients. So that's a good thing. But fiber will help you feel full and satisfied. You know, so, you know, it's important to record your intake, you know, with a food journal, and it's a good way to get started. There's a lot of apps out there to help you with that. Also, you want to choose healthier beverages. So soda, juice, energy drinks have a lot of calories. And they have a lot of sugar. And they contribute to enormous weight gain. You know, drinking water at mealtimes for 12 weeks. If you just did that at mealtimes for 12 weeks could lead to 5.15% loss in weight. But better quality studies are going to be following soon on that. However, that is a fact. 12 weeks leads to 5.15% weight loss on the average. You know, to support weight loss, cut out high-calorie sweetened beverages. Aim to drink about 34 to 68 fluid ounces of water through the day. Also, slowing down. This is huge. Focus on enjoying your food. While listening to your body, it's an effective strategy to decrease intake and enhance feelings of fullness. For example, you know, there's a study where 25 women found that eating slowly resulted in greater feelings of fullness and satisfaction than eating quickly, which could make it a useful strategy for weight loss programs. You know, take smaller bites, drink plenty of water with your meals, chew your food, reducing distractions can help you eat slowly if you watch tv while you are eating you're probably going to eat very quickly 
You know, it's just so funny that we have all these quirky things about us, but we really have to be mindful about what is contributing to our negative body image. You know, it's really important to eat a high protein breakfast, you know, start the day with a healthy breakfast. You know, you may even start with a healthy protein shake. It may help you feel satisfied and reduce the temptation to snack in the mid morning. You know, it also will help with weight loss and the reduce risk of, of obesity and other issues that happen that can affect your heart. You know, so oats, yogurt, eggs, cottage cheese, peanut butter are a few staple foods you can enjoy as a part of a healthy, high-protein breakfast. A lack of sleep also messes up your metabolism and your hormonal balance. You know, that, that if you have regular sleep schedule, you could boost weight loss overall. So instead of eating your late night snacks, why don't you just go to bed and get rest and actually make your day with much more ability to manage yourself in the next day? You know, with sleep, you establish a good schedule. It will minimize, you want to minimize the distractions in the room where you sleep. You want to avoid alcohol, you know, caffeine and heavy meals before bedtime. Duh. Also, resistance training is a type of exercise that involves working against some type of force to build muscle and increase strength. And it may not re re lead to rapid weight loss, but it can help improve your body composition. So guess what? Fat turns to muscle. If you want to build your body and you want to build muscle, that's another way to change your body image. You know, it's huge. It's huge to think about resistance training can help form and get rid of that fat and actually turn it into something productive. Also, it's been proven that intermittent fasting involves cycling between periods of eating and fasting. You know, and, and fasting, it would be about 16 to 24 hours a day that you fast. You know, fasting, the, the amount you eat by limiting the time frame which you consume food, this may be as effective as traditional or conscious calorie restrictions. So that means you just limit the times that you're going to eat. Eat before 6 o'clock p.m. Not a bad idea. If you're going to have your big meal, do it before then. You know, it's also, you know, the people who eat more, especially vegetables, have 17% lower risk of being overweight and having obesity. You know, for an easy way to raise your, your veggie quotas, squeeze an extra serving or two of side dishes like salads or sandwiches or snacks or maybe a V8, you know, or, or other veggies. Uh, you know, put them in a smoothie. Mayonnaise, teriyaki sauce, sour cream, butter, maple syrup, you know, other, th those are high in calories. So if those are a regular staple, you need to manage it. You want to eliminate those from your diet if you can. You know, herbs and spices is much better instead of, you know, sauces. You know, if you want to if you want to improve your food, maybe hot sauce or maybe mustard or maybe, um, you know, anything that is not going to be heavy. You want to use herbs and spices like salt and pepper or paprika or whatever. Use that to flavor your food. Use them as a rub so they can, you know, put a rub together that has a nice blend of herbs and basically what will happen is you will find yourself enjoying a wonderful meal that is healthy. You know, there's also the idea of having a high impact uh, uh, training like running or bike or resistance training 
at about 30 minutes in high intensity. You know, it burns about 25 to 35, 30% more calories than other activities. It's not something you're going to want to do every day, but it's maybe something you want to do once or twice a week is a 20 or 20 to 30 minute high intensity training. You know, switch your cardio to that. And if you're doing regular cardio, like riding the Peloton, then go to a high intensity workout after that the next day. You know, if you can't squeeze in a full workout, add small amounts of activity that can chip away at your body weight. You know, non-exercise activity is not good. Calories in your bodies need to be burned. That's why we eat. We are meant to live out in the jungle, out in the countryside, having to hunt for our food. The way we live these days does not help our health whatsoever. We sit in front of computers and do our jobs. Yes, lovely. Eight hours a day at least. If you work for Amazon, it's probably 12. And so, the, you know, the bottom line is you have to understand your body's going to turn into a big pile of poop if you don't take care of it. And that, my friends, affects our self-esteem so much, so much. Most people want to feel good about the way they look. Most people want to have a positive body image. It might sound simple, but the goal can be harder to reach than you might expect. But you have to understand that anything hard makes your life easier. What if we made it a mantra to do what is right instead instead of what is easy? Wouldn't that be wonderful if we did what is right instead of what is easy? Wow. Talk about self-discipline. You know, after a while, body negativity can take a toll on your well-being mentally. Body positivity, body acceptance, on the other hand, takes you where you're at accepts you where you're at. I accept where I'm at. I do want to change it. And this is what I prefer to look like. And this is what I'm going to do to get there. It's that simple. But if you're waiting on a feeling to motivate you to do that, like most depressed and anxious people, people that are uh, very pragmatic, um, basically, you're you're not going to be able to change much of anything because you don't like change. And so just for the idea of not liking change, you won't take care of yourself. You know, the benefits don't stop. Positive body image is linked to healthier lifestyle habits. So people with positive body image tend to live a more active life. Yes, they go places. They do things. They have activities. They go out in the country. They go on the water. They go play. They have a good time because they're not ashamed of their bodies. And none of us should be ashamed of our bodies. We just need to accept the fact that we have to become more active if we're going to be healthier. You know, contrary to popular belief, improving your body image isn't always a matter of losing weight. This is because your body image isn't always tied to how you look. It often has more to do with your thoughts and your mental and psychological elements. And so uh, there's a phenomenon known as a phantom fat is a good example. When, when a person loses a substantial amount of weight enough to change their physical appearance, they sometimes still see themselves at their previous rate, uh, weight and size, and they still feel their phantom fat on their body. So people experiencing phantom fat report worries about knocking things over, perceive themselves as much larger than they actually are. And sometimes their experiences with phantom fat vary greatly. There's, there's not one guaranteed way to help your brain catch up with the way you look. Often it takes time. 
After years and years of learning how to view yourself in one way, it can take a while to change those thought patterns. But you could do it. We can change. We are adaptive creatures. We can do this thing. You know, if you want to have a positive mindset, you want to keep your positive self-talk. If you find you frequently experience critical thoughts about yourself and your parents, try replacing the criticisms with affirmations, positive ones. Also, you need to move your body. You may be sick of hearing about the benefits of exercise, but there's a reason you hear so much about it. Exercise works wonders. And, 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 and a bit of movement each day, even if it's not rigorous exercise, can really help your self-image up front and personal. It's big time. If you know you've jogged today, if you know you took a walk today, if you know you danced today, you know, that's great. If you even cleaned your house today, that's great. You also want to understand, be be kind to yourself. A lot of people write self-love and self-care off as corny and un, unimportant, but you, you don't want that to be you. There's no right way to practice self-care, but trying doing something each day is truly for yourself. And you have to give to yourself before you're able to give to others. That's the most important thing. Also, you want to make you want to wear clothes that make you feel comfortable. And when you're considering your clothing choices, be sure to account for two factors: how the clothes feel physically and how they make you feel. If your clothes are too tight, itchy, or otherwise uncomfortable, it's hard to feel good about yourself. Try to find clothes you like the look of and are comfortable. You also want to be mindful of who you surround yourself with. Your friends, your coworkers, your peers have a huge impact on your self-image. So try to surround yourself with positive people who make you feel good. And this also goes for social media. Social feed is full of negativity, and we have to understand that that shapes us. When a person has a positive image, they feel comfortable with their body and have a healthy relationship with how their body looks. You know, you want to have a very broad concept of, of beauty you want to have a very uh, a strong acceptance and appreciation of your body and what it does for you also you want to take steps to care for your body and appearance in ways that feel healthy and and fulfilling you know we are spirits living a human life your body is the carrier of your soul your soul is where your journey is you want your body and your soul to match up with each other as much as possible you also do not want to compare yourself. If you compare yourself, you're always going to feel inadequate. And people do that, especially younger people. They tend to compare themselves all the time. And if you're going to do that, you're going to be miserable. You're going to feel ashamed. You're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to feel like you're not accepted. You're not going to feel comfortable. You're always going to feel awkward in your own body. You know, in some cases, having a negative body image can contribute to the development of mental health, like depression, as we talked about before. You know, it's really important that we denote that uh, that spending time with people who have a positive outlook on their body is healthy. That's a good thing. And that is probably the most important thing you could do to improve your body image. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. I love hearing from you. And you can do that at voiceamerica.com, the health and wellness and empowerment channels, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, if Winnie the Pooh can wear a crop top, so can you. Also, some people see their bodies as a temple. Others see it as a bouncy house. <laughs> you know, after 40, your body has a mind of its own. Also remember, 
What would life be like if we could change our bodies like cars? Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 